1: The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. You're listening to our number two, Bruce Hooley Show. On The Answer, 94.5 in Dayton, 98.9 in Columbus. You can hear us on the iHeartTuneInRadio.com app. Uh, My over-the-road truckers, Donald and Todd, are listening on the iHeartRadio app right now. Appreciate that very much. Making their way back to town after heading to Los Angeles. You say, man, you're fixated on those guys. Yes, I am. I am fixated on those guys because I met uh, Donald through his inquiry to Patriot Switch, and I find it fascinating that a long-haul trucker leaves Columbus on Tuesday morning, drives a load of merchandise, goods, to... Los Angeles, never turns the truck off, turns around in LA, and heads back to Ohio and is back by Friday afternoon. Uh, I find that fascinating. uh, uh, For many many reasons. Uh, To see our great country, all the different uh, beautiful landscapes that you would encounter doing that. And um, And it's a cool part of advocating for Patriot Switch, which is your opportunity to make a difference with your shopping dollars and buy from an American company and that company then, well they outfit police with body armor. They give to 9/11 victims. they support pro-life causes. and I'm proud that we emanate the show every day from the Patriot Switch Studios. so you can maybe have a conversation with me. Now maybe you will have a conversation with me like Donald did if you go to Patriotswitch.com and click Bruce Hooley in the down menu. <clears throat> when I talked to uh, when I texted Donald the other night he was uh, going from Oklahoma into Texas, and that was the night of the school shooting. Uh, I've driven through Texas, you drive through the the northern part of Texas uh, on your way to Arizona, and um, the stories that continue to come out of Uvalde are uh, heartbreaking and searing. And the cries to, stop this, let's stop this from happening. We have had in the recent weeks, four mass shootings, we had the New York subway shooting. Nobody killed, miraculously. We had the church in California. We had Buffalo, of course, grocery store, 10 uh, victims. And we had Uvalde. So the shooters in those cases, all male, shooter in California, uh, an elderly Asian man. Well, so let's start with Brooklyn, subway, semi, like, You know, a 60-ish black man. California, elderly Asian man. Buffalo, New York, 18-year-old white man. Uvalde, Texas, 18-year-old Hispanic man. So, first of all, this is taking place across all races, okay? It's more a function of desperation, of uh, evil, Mental health, yesterday at Governor Greg Abbott's press conference, Governor Greg Abbott said it's, it's evil. Anyone who would shoot their grandmother in the face and then run to a school, take refuge, barricade themselves in a classroom and murder 19 innocent children and two teachers is evil. And then he also addressed mental health. And how the people of Yvalde, the authorities in Yvalde have said they have struggled to access enough mental health services coming out of the pandemic. And it's a community where there are people who are struggling financially. Isn't everybody in this inflation racked economy in which we exist? And so a questioner asked "Of course, I don't know if it's a gotcha question or not. I thought it was a question that, you know, made made sense to give uh, thought to a very complex issue. He said, Governor Abbott, you talked about evil and you talked about mental health. So are you attributing this shooting to evil or to mental health? It's one or the other. Well, we want we want it to be one or the other, right? We want it to be simple enough that we can say, aha, it's that. So let's do this and checkmate. We take care of that by doing this. It's not simple. It's very complex. As I talked about yesterday, these kinds of evil flourish because people Lose touch with reality and reality, a part of reality is valuing others' lives, valuing life, period. Understanding that there's nothing that gives you the right to take the life of someone else. Nothing they've done to you, nothing they've said to you, nothing they've not said to you, gives you the right to take their life. If you don't have that mental cognitive recognition, you are... Sick mentally doesn't mean you can't hold a job and function and relate to others. It just means you have something seriously wrong with you. If you feel like you are entitled to take someone else's life, very often it's not a lack of self-esteem. It's the presence of elevated self-esteem that you feel like, how dare you, the how dare you attitude. And so a complex heart-wrenching matter like this precipitates lots of emotions and emotions oftentimes move us off reason when we try to respond. We are racked with emotion. We do not want this to ever happen again. Absolutely. No one wants this to ever happen again. You say, well, but it keeps happening. Yes. Yes, it does keep happening which tells me that whatever solutions we've tried are simplistic solutions, and I haven't heard very many solutions in the aftermath of Uvalde that aren't simplistic, knee-jerk, emotional, non-reasoned proposals for what we should do to stop this from happening. The one thing that I have heard that makes sense to me that I think would bear immediate fruit is that you could put armed security in every school in the country. Armed security. And this is where the solutions get very difficult because the Democratic solution is take away everybody's guns. Take away everybody's guns. And Republicans are never going to go for that because, funny thing about Republicans, they esteem our nation's founders and they esteem the Constitution. And the Constitution in the Second Amendment says you can't do that. You can't take away... People's guns. And the Democrats come back with, yeah, but there's no reason for you to have this kind of gun. Well, the idea that if you give an inch on something, that's the only inch you will ever give is disproven by many, many things in our society. I'll start with one on the right, and then we'll add one on the left. On the right, we all thought, sure, sure. Good idea after 9-11. That's okay. You can track my phone calls and you can track my emails and I got nothing to hide. And yeah, you can search my bags at the airport and you can fine. Just keep idiots from blowing up buildings and killing innocent Americans who just went to work on a beautiful September day. We're willing to give that inch. Well, now, do you like the idea? that that inch has given rise to the creation of, and thankfully suspension of, the Minister of Truth, Nina Jankowitz? Do you like the fact that uh, the National School Board Association can send a letter to the FBI saying, hey, you know, these parents are coming to school board meetings, they're like really, really mad, and uh, maybe you ought to like look at their communications and Maybe you could send some agents out here and uh, I pretty much think they're like domestic terrorists. Do you like that? You like that? I don't like that. So we gave an inch and there was good reason to give an inch. But when you give powerful people power, funny thing they like to do, exercise that power, expand that power, abuse that power. Now on the on the left. If only we could get domestic partner benefits. If only you would give us domestic partner benefits. That's all we'll ever want. We'll never ask for gay marriage. We promise. Hmm. How did giving that inch on domestic partner benefits work out? They got gay marriage. And then it kept pushing for more and more and more and more. And now, you know, what's the harm? What's the harm in... Um, Buying into the idea that someone who's born a man can be a woman just by saying so. What's the harm that the first (laughs) female five-star admiral, four-star admiral is a biological man? What's the harm? What's the harm that a women's NCAA swimming championship is given to a biological male? What's the harm? What's the harm that little girls respond to being coached into being little boys... And they want top surgery. And they take testosterone. And they cease to be feminine. Or the little boys take uh, chemical castrating drugs. And they can uh, never, ever father children again. What's the harm? Just an inch. just Just give us that inch. We'll never ask for the mile. This is why you don't give on things anymore. Because powerful people can't be trusted to judiciously apply the power they are given. They cannot. They have proven that time after time after time. And so, no, I will not allow you to infringe on my Second Amendment rights. No, I will not allow you to indoctrinate little kids in sexual orientation. No, I will not. Bruce Willie Show on The Answer yesterday. Late in the show, I shared with you a very eloquent Facebook post from a teacher at Westland High School about how all teachers envision worst-case scenario days where they have to deal with a mass shooter in their building. They train for it, and they hope that that training prepares them for a day like the teachers in Uvalde, Texas experienced the other day. I have uh, an account from a teacher at Uvalde that I'll share with you momentarily. First, let me give you the Ohio perspective. Uh, This comes from WSYX 6. And Ohio Federation of Teachers President Melissa Cropper is quoted saying, This, meaning mass shootings, should have been dealt with after Sandy Hook. This should have been dealt with after Columbine. This should have been dealt with years ago. Well, how, Melissa? You're a thought leader. You have a lot of teachers, access to a lot of opinions. How about you propose something? She doesn't like the solution that has been offered by many. Ted Cruz, among those in the Senate, saying, let's take soft targets, elementary schools, junior highs, high schools. Let's put armed, trained officers in those schools and make it much more difficult and in likelihood eliminate them as a place where people will go to conduct a mass shooting. Her quote, it's ridiculous to think that by putting more guns into a school, we're going to prevent something like this from happening. Not Really? It's ridiculous to think that? I would say that it's ridiculous to not think that would make at least some difference. Uh, I know this, Uh, I have attended churches where they have an armed officer on scene during the service. Why do they do that? Do they presume that one of their parishioners is going to pull out a gun and start shooting other parishioners? No. They presume that there might be someone who would want to come into that church and kill people. But the real reason they do it and I've heard this from church leadership of several churches, is because the mere presence of a, an officer's vehicle outside the church, an armed, you know, a marked cruiser, rather, is in itself a deterrent. And as uncomfortable as church leaders are saying it, the clear takeaway is if we have. A police cruiser outside our church, and somebody wants to come and do violence at a church, they will see the cruiser here and go find someplace else where there is no cruiser. Hopefully they will not find somewhere else where there is no cruiser, but they will certainly not randomly go into a church where there is a cruiser sitting out front. So if you had, and everyone knew you had, armed officers in every school would that not drive shooters to go elsewhere? Yeah, it would. Now, where will they go? Because here's what you won't be able to do. You will not be able to stop evil people, deranged people, demented, possessed people from doing deranged, demented things. You will not be able to stop that. I know you would like to be able to stop that, I would like to be able to stop that, but the fact of the matter is we have had mass shootings for many decades. Look it up. There was one at the University of Texas from a big high tower on the campus in the 1960s. Didn't happen as often, but it happened, and you will not be able to prevent a single solitary deranged individual from wreaking havoc, whether it's in a grocery store, whether it's in a movie theater, whether it's at a high school basketball game, a high school football game, a junior high athletic event, anywhere in this nation where people gather, and you cannot arm every location where people gather, if someone is determined to do random violence, they will be able to find a place to do it. They just will. And you can say, well, at least they're not killing school kids. And I'll vouch for you on that. I don't want to see another front page newspaper like the New York Post today where there are 19 smiling children who are on the cusp of a summer with no school. And instead, their families are planning their funerals. I agree with you. We should do something smart something logical, something reasonable, something targeted to stop that. But I do not agree at all with the shrieking cries to do something, do anything, because those kinds of pleas lack the kind of perspective that would make what you do likely to have any success at all. Now, Mike Hixenberg is a reporter for NBC News. He spoke with a Uvalde teacher. She did not give her name because the school district has requested that no teachers do interviews at this time. She came to her door yesterday. She said she and her students were in their classroom watching a Disney movie Tuesday morning. When she heard gunfire down the hall, she knew exactly what it was. And she then reacted according to the way she had been trained. She had the kids hide under their desks. She said, I have been practicing for this day for years. They knew this wasn't a drill. We knew we had to be quiet or else we were going to give ourselves away. They heard the gunman in an adjacent classroom. They heard him walking down the hallway Until officers broke windows in her classroom and she handed her students out one by one, she described as the longest 35 minutes of my life. And I know, I said earlier, there are now reports coming out that the parents of the students who were slain were trying to impress upon police their need to storm the school. That police, in fact, did not react heroically, that police dithered and this cost additional lives should be noted that nowhere on the video that is circulating out there do you hear gunfire and i've said there are myriad possible explanations for waiting number one seen the shooter may have already been neutralized number two they might have been negotiating trying to try and get him out